Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. All right, welcome to Side Action, episode 18 of season five. My name is Jim Weglars, a.k.a. Weggs. You can follow me at, on Twitter at Wegspool. Let me start this again. I mean, you can follow me at Wegspool on Twitter and Instagram. Boy, action, those martinis hit me last night. <laughs> and this is <laughs> Steve Roberts, a.k.a. Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. Follow the podcast at Side Action Pod on Twitter and Side Action Podcast on Instagram. All right, I can get through this. I know I can. Um, I'm wearing a shirt today uh, for the people on YouTube. We got the Side Action uh, shirt. The gear, I gotta get some more shirts because everybody's wearing them now. So yeah. we're all out. But um, trying it's to conjure new... some positive back after last week. Yeah, it's the new trend. Side action shirts all over town. So oh, yeah, everywhere. Everybody wants one of these. Um, so anyway, you're up in uh, you're at Keystone. You're in Breckenridge, right? Yeah, Keystone. Uh, we're skiing at Keystone, oh, and uh, here just in the village. So it's a little snowy out. Not quite snowing this morning, but I think we got some last night. So it should be a good day. How are you? Awesome, I'm good. You know, just home. I uh, dropped off Sophia last night. There's some delays with her, but she got off. She headed out to her mom's, and now it's uh, Jimmy Wegg's weekend for New Year's. It's going to be fun, and finally got through my deadlines of work and can focus again on some side action, although I'm traveling. We're going to miss each other. I'm going to fly to Denver on Monday. Yeah. Uh, Monday morning, see, I'm going to see my dad, but then I'm also going to do some work out there. So sorry to miss your action, but we're we're close, you know. Yeah. Well, we're uh, flying on Southwest, so there's always a chance that it'll get canceled. We'll still be here. <laughs> That's right. Can't trust those Southwest. Uh, apparently, all the the managers and the computer system is failing, or whatever they're doing. I don't know. It's it's a shame. So, yeah. I'm crossing your fingers. You can make it back to Ferndale safe. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about uh, week 16 here. Um, you know, we'll talk about the injuries or a lot of things that were going on, but in general, it's a weird week. I mean, a lot of a lot of weird outcomes that we'll talk about, you know, not things that, you know, we, we did our best. But um, when we look at some of these injuries that are really going to affect the last two weeks of the season, first, let's start with Tua. Um, <laughs> This is wild, dude. I mean, what can be said? Um, maybe this is why they didn't cover the number. Uh, mm-hmm. Supposedly he had a concussion. He threw three interceptions in the fourth quarter, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, so I'm not really sure when this happened in the game, but it did happen. And he missed. he's going to miss out on this week's game at New England. And Bridgewater, Teddy Covers is in. But, you know, that's kind of a big handicap. Yeah. I, th- I saw some folks on Twitter who were trying to speculate when he got hurt. It was like in the second quarter, mm-hmm. so they say, and uh, his numbers certainly d- dipped after that. Like I think he was under 50% completion percentage and the mm-hmm. three interceptions you spoke about. So just a tough break. And, I mean, really unfortunate for Tua because this is now the yeah. third time this season, and it could really be a long-term thing. Exactly. That's the big concern, see what happens with them and their prospects. Uh, so Philly has a big injury that I noted. Uh, Lane Johnson, their offensive tackle, who's you know been a stalwart for their team, mm-hmm. he's going to be out this week, probably out for the rest of the regular season, so he can heal up for the playoffs. He has an abdomen injury. Um, we'll talk about that, but I think that affects you know their 
their ability as well. Yeah, yeah, tough injury for them, certainly in the running game. Yeah, Christian Watson for Green Bay, who left the game, he's questionable this week with his hip, but he's such a dynamic player. Um, they did end up playing well last week, but at the same time, you know, they're going to play a you know pretty dynamic offense this week. They need as much firepower as they can get. Um, and Derwin James, you know, this guy's another guy that never can stay on the field for the Chargers. He had, he had a concussion, but <laughs> I mean, you saw the play, right? Yeah. He basically yeah. laid out that dude. Um, somebody was like likening to the old Wilbur Marshall shot in the 85 bear season. So, I mean, the guy loves to hit, but he never can stay on the field. He's still questionable. Maybe he can play, get through the protocol, but can't leave with your head, actually. Yeah, Keep that in mind. that's right. He was the best player on the field through the first quarter and a half on Monday. And uh, when he went out, it didn't really make a difference for the Colts, unfortunately. But he is a, a key player on that defense. Yeah. Micah Parsons, this is from last night already, but, uh, you know, Dallas, he, they say he has a hand injury. And he didn't play yesterday. Or no, he did play yesterday. But, you know, I was noting during the game, especially late in the game against Philly, he was, like, calling the sidelines. He was you know, needed that break uh, to pass rush. I wonder if there's something else going on that they're not talking about. Uh, so the hand, obviously, he, got, he played this week. He played fine. They obviously won last night. Um, but it's something I want to monitor, you know, in the playoffs at least. Yeah, very interesting. Our guys here, Mike White, he's back in for the Jets, playing up in Seattle. We'll talk about that later, but that's <clears throat> that Jets quarterback carousel has been, you know, wild. You know, Wilson's definitely benched. He's still in the plans for the future for Robert uh, Sala. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll believe that when I see it. Right. Um, I, of course, the proxy, we, we messaged with the proxy this week about this one. Derek Carr has been benched for the Raiders. You know, America's team, America's quarterback, per him. Um, they're going with Jared Stidham, uh, the, the former backup with, with the Patriots. I think that might affect the handicap there. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be a downgrade for uh, the Raiders, and you've already seen that in the move of the point spread. That's right. Also, um, Washington's going with Wentz over Heineke now, <clears throat> which is tough. Um we can talk about that, how that impacts it. But, you know, I mean, Heineke's kind of that fire, you know, fiery little guy. He's not a great player, but he's had them win games, but lately they've kind of been on a swoon and they haven't gotten it done. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he performs getting back in the lineup. Yeah. A couple more items. Uh, Coach Hackett. So we've been talking about poor Nathaniel Hackett all season for Denver. And it affected our handicap last week because we were on Denver and they just – quit <laughs> they did not show up and they got destroyed but he's out in denver which is i think it's only the fourth first year quarterback that or first year coach that's been fired in season ever wow should have been earlier yeah probably <laughs> uh, but they will be stuck with russell wilson for at least two or three more years on that terrible contract so and then lastly, J.J. Watt, I guess he's not retired yet, but he's going to retire or he's announced his retirement. I don't know if he's playing this weekend or not, but, he, you know, I guess he said it's his last home game or, or whatever. So um, he's he actually played pretty well the other day against the box. But, you know, time to too many injuries for, for J.J. Yeah. All right. As we go into the picks here action, let's go over the ones we kind of talked about last week. We did not have a great week, even in the picks we didn't pick. So. 
start off with New England. Uh, New England was a three-and-a-half-point dog at home. Really interesting game here, Action. We actually probably, in the end, were on the right side, mm-hmm. even though it didn't cover. Cincinnati covers the game when it's 22-18. They came out guns ablaze, and it was 22 to nothing at halftime. It looked like, you know, like I said, I'm glad we dodged this bullet. But then in the second half, the Patriots adjusted, played very well. They held Cincinnati scoreless, and if it wasn't for, like, a late – Late uh, fumble. There's Ramondre Stevenson again. Yeah. Where they were in the red zone, they at least would have covered, if not won this game outright. So maybe we were on the right side ultimately. Yeah, I mean, just a pitiful first half for the Patriots, um, but they turned things around in the halftime locker room, obviously. But uh, Stevenson with another bad play after the the beginning of the ladder all the week before in Las Vegas. So uh, tough break for the Patriots, and now they're gonna have a hard time making the playoffs. Yeah, they, they lose this weekend, they're out. That's how it works in the, in the situation. So uh, we were on the right side for San Francisco, thank God. Uh, they were laying seven. Um, you know, they were playing Washington. We kind of just debated this a little bit because Washington can be salty on defense, and they were in the first half. It was seven to seven at halftime, but 30 points in the second half by San Francisco. You know, Purdy's playing well, and, and they're really they're honing in on a higher seed. They're the three seed right now. But they can definitely overtake the Vikings if, you know, Green Bay gets gets into them. And then lastly, I don't think they'll catch the Eagles, but this is a dangerous team. They've won eight straight games since they picked up McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, they are playing very well. And they were in complete control in that second half. I feel like the Niners, I never felt a sweat, at least late in that game. So that was a good win for the Niners. And Purdy's playing well, too. Mm-hmm. like it. Uh, the Eagles, this was a tough one for us, Action. Uh, they were... Getting five and a half on the road at Dallas. It was Minshew Mania. He played really well. I mean, I thought he played not just adequately. He was making plays, and and I mean, they had the lead most of this game. Mm-hmm. And then late, I mean, what can be said? I mean, when Dallas was able to tie the game, uh, they they were driving in mean, the Eagles, and then he threw a good ball to you know with Quest. Watkins, I think his yeah. name is. Yeah. The guy just got it stripped right from him for the interception. And then, the, you know, Dallas goes down, gets a field goal. We still could cover. Then, of course, terrible fumble by Miles Sanders. I'm like, are you in the take, bro? Like, Jesus Christ. I mean, hang on to the ball. And he, he fumbled it right at the 20, and Dallas got another field goal. And then they still had a chance to push it down and actually almost win the game. Late, I thought that the first pass Minshew threw was close, right? He almost hit, I think it was – uh What's his name? The little guy, whatever. Anyway, the guy now. Yeah, he almost had it in the corner. But, you know, I thought they could have had a couple better plays. But so we're just, you know, kind of an unfortunate beat on this one. Yeah. And they, def- they lose 40 to 34. Definitely unfortunate. Half a point gets us. And uh, I think that Miles Sanders fumble was obviously demoralizing for the point spread cover there. But Menchu was great, 355 passing yards. And just for me, it's another just piece of evidence for the Dallas defense not quite being up to par like they have been the rest of the season. So we'll have to monitor that as we get closer to the playoffs. Well, and even last night when you watched the game, I actually only watched the first half. I mean, shit, Dak's not playing good. I mean, I don't know what it is. He's Everybody's like, oh, he's played well, and they won. Yeah, but he still had, what, was it three turnovers yesterday? He had two interceptions. One wasn't his fault. The guy just dropped the ball and hit it right to the other guy. The other one was a bad throw mm-hmm. and, a, and a bad exchange with the center. So 
it's kind of the same old Cowboys here. They're not really playing tight, and that's probably reflective of coaching, unfortunately, which we've said before. Great point. Steelers, uh, they were laying two and a half at home against the Raiders. This was the opposite of the, of the Eagles game. We had no chance, like, no chance this whole game went down. <laughs> the Raiders go right down and score. We're like, oh, this is going to be the Franco Harris game. And they did pull it out, though, actually. I mean, I don't know. Kenny Pickett, I guess their defense played well enough because it was, what, 10 to, 10 to 3, then 10 to 6. Then, you know, the late drive, Kenny Pickett put in the end zone to Pickens for. 13 10. It was a little questionable. I don't know if he got that fourth and one, by the way, on that mm, sneak. Yeah. They, they gave it to him, but they cover the two and a half, winning 13 to 10, and technically they have a playoff hope. Wow. That would be pretty remarkable, wouldn't it? Yes. That's Tomlin. One of those games where we'll just take the cover and move on. Exactly. Uh, we mentioned Miami here. Miami was uh, playing three and a half at home against the Packers. They were up 20 to 13, looking great at the half. I do believe it had to do with this concussion thing, but three fourth quarter interceptions by Tua and a couple of more just bad throws. Um, Green Bay, give it to you know, give them credit. They've won three straight now. They're actually in the playoff hunt, control their destiny. Really, uh, more or less, they need Washington to lose a game, but they won 26 to 20 in this one. Kind of an unfathomable situation again. A lot of turnovers by Miami to give them give Green Bay the game. Yeah, I mean the. Dolphins really dominated the box score. I think it was the turnovers in the end that doomed them. I mean, 8.4 to 4.6 yards per play tells a pretty big story. And the Packers just, you know, they scored touchdowns when they needed to. That was ultimately the changer. We can talk about Miami a little bit, uh, and I've heard it on the radio and the you know, Vista and stuff this week. They're making big plays, right? They mm-hmm. had a huge play to Waddle. They had a huge play to Hill. But they're not really getting – they're not grinding yeah. you know, first downs. So it's like they have these big playability because of these, you know, seam routes that they run with the fast guys. But when push comes to shove, if they got to get a late score or, you know, maybe just push for a field goal, they're just not getting it done. And it's um, it's kind of apparent. Obviously, with two out of there, maybe it'll be different. Maybe Teddy will hit the check downs a little better. But – Something to consider if they make the playoffs. They're eight and seven, and they've lost what four straight, I think. Yep. They they can definitely miss the playoffs here. Uh, big game for them this week. We'll mention it very shortly again. Denver. <laughs> oh my God, we, they were laying three against a, what I thought was a terrible Rams team, but look out, Rams. Um, fifty-one points, fifty-one to fourteen. Wilson, you know, throws three interceptions. They finally take him out of the game, and then. Rippin throws a pick six. I mean, they obviously quit on this on the coach, but mm-hmm. I didn't just didn't think the defense would quit that badly. Yeah, that, we're gonna toss that one in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> on the week you had underdogs uh, eight and eight, unders dominated ten and six, and then I didn't put there's two games that, that mattered with the spread, you know, taking us to seventeen percent of the season, pretty consistent. So. Mm-hmm. Well, let's jump into week. This is week 17. Got to update oh, this up. Good catch. Um, <laughs> so last night we already had the game. We have to talk about that. The Cowboys. You got to get the best of the number though. They they covered 13 and a half, which was the contest pick. I thought I saw it close at 14. So it depends on the number. Mm-hmm. I mean, like on CBS, it graded as a cover, but that's a big number to cover, and they they got it at 14 anyway. Yeah, I mean, I missed most of the game like you, but uh, seems like. 
the Titans offense. I saw that Joshua Dobbs came and played quarterback. I don't know what happened to Willis, if it was a benching or what, but I think the Titans are in trouble. It's a little bit weird. So going into last night's game, effectively the Titan that game, the outcome mm-hmm. of that game mattered like not Zero. at all for the Titans' hopes. Right. Yeah. So what I heard is everybody's treating it like a preseason game. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to see how Dobbs. They literally got Dobbs eight days ago uh, from the Steelers, I guess. So he was on the practice squad. So now he's he played okay. Yeah. I mean, from what I saw, it's just. You know, Willis is a is a running quarterback. He, they said that Dobbs in the first half threw more yards than um, Willis did in any game that he started this year, the, the two or three games he started. So, but to me, that's on the coaching too. It's not just the ability. You got to play call the right plays. The yeah. Titans are, as you mentioned, you know, they've lost I think six straight or something. But it comes down to Jacksonville next week. If they win at Jacksonville, they'll be in the playoffs, which is right. a strange outcome. It'll be interesting to see who plays quarterback next week in that must-win game. I know. Okay, let's get into the 1 o'clock games. These are back to Sunday now. We're not doing the Saturday games this week. You've got the uh, Colts going to the Giants. And, you know, the Giants basically are a win-and-get-in situation. Uh, they they started off this week as a five-point favorite. It's up to five-and-a-half in the contest. The total is kind of steady at 39. Do we... I mean, Colts quarterback, is this Nick Foles this week? I, I mean, they 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 don't really care about the season anymore. But, yeah. they, they, you know, he didn't really come through on, on the uh, handicapper, no. big Nick Nick. No, uh, <laughs> I think it is going to be Nick Foles again under center. And he did not look good last week. He was a statue no. back there. And that Chargers pass rush got to him and mm-hmm. uh, really affected any Colts' ability to move the ball. And, uh, I mean, I think early in the first quarter, they looked pretty good, especially the first drive. I think the script was good, but after that, he really went down. And, um, you know, in this game, I think that even though it's a Giants must-win scenario, with a low total, I have a hard time laying this big of a number on the Giants. Yeah, it's a pass for me, actually. I I can't trust the Colts and Jeff Saturday. He has not a good game manager, that's for sure, during games. And the Giants, you know, they haven't been favorites like this much this year. Right. So I'm, I'm happy to sidestep this game, even though I think the Giants will win and, and clinch their spot this week. Yep. Okay, Broncos and Chiefs. Uh, the Broncos, the dumpster fire, <laughs> you know, are going to KC. Casey's still fighting for the one seed, so they still have a good chance, especially when, as we get to the Monday night game. Uh, Kansas City opened as a 12-point favorite at home, 12.5 in the contest. Total one from 43.5 up to 45. Again, pretty big spread for a low total game. Do you think that Denver gets like the proverbial dead cat bounce, you know, the, uh, the, the action special here? <laughs> I don't know. I think you touched on it in the open that the team really quit last week on Hackett. And mm-hmm. it's hard to say if they're going to like turn around and play well this week because they have this new life. Hackett's gone. Right. I mean, there's certainly a possibility of that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've talked about all season how the Chiefs have a hard time covering these large numbers. So I think right. this has to be one way look to Denver. But the question is, yeah. can you stomach them again? Yeah, I mean, on paper, this is like a six-point value to the to Denver, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's, but I just don't know if I trust them after getting crushed last week. But isn't that the that's the time you bet a team, right? You got crushed the week before. You 
you know, you come back and they're supposed to be a salty dog. But I'm happy to stay away if you think it's you can't stomach it. Uh, you're going to be out there in the Mile High City anyway. <laughs> I think we should highlight it just to keep it in mind. I'm certainly going to be betting it personally, the Broncos. Yeah. I don't think there's any reason to rush. If you wait until game time, you might find a better number on the Broncos. But right. uh, the question is more about contest pick. So. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. Let's highlight it yellow. Okay. Okay, the Finns are going to the Patriots. Uh, this is, you know, I guess the Finns open as a favorite, uh, two-point favorite on the road. You know, maybe that was with Tua. Uh, 43.5 point total. It's flipped over to the Patriots being a three-point favorite, 41.5 point total. Earlier in the week, I was definitely on the Patriots at the 2.5 number. Of course, Circa is going to make this a tougher line for us. You know, it's like divisional road dog. You know, you got Teddy Covers involved. Ugh, I mean, it's it's a tough one for me. I don't know about this Dolphins team. I think they're going to lose this football game. I don't think they're going to win this game. Mm-hmm. And I, I know Teddy is a solid quarterback. It's the defense, man. That Dolphins defense sucks. And as bad as the Patriots have been offensively, I think they're I think their defense is playing really well. So I, I still three's tough though. God and three. But I'd be on the Patriots, I guess. Okay. I think I uh I side with the Miami side here. Mm-hmm. I think this move is a little bit too much, especially now oh. when you're looking at three going from uh Tua to Teddy is is not going to be that big of a move. And I think this offense still has firepower that can line up and take advantage of something that, uh, you know, the past defense of all the groups that the Patriots have, the past defense is certainly the weakest. And mm-hmm. so I think with a lower total, getting that three would be uh, kind of valuable. But I could certainly understand if you're not interested in going on that side. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. And I think kind of like, this is where we differ sometimes. You're you're like a sharp, better thought guy, you know. Three points, divisional game, road, too big of a downgrade with the quarterback situation. My, my thing is that you know, the Patriots are in a you know win or go home mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. and also I just don't like the Finns. They're just not playing good football, you know. So it's hard. Not that the Patriots are playing great either. They, they I mean, they blow that Raider play is going to haunt them for the rest of the year because they'd be in the playoff picture right now. But yeah, yeah, let's stay away for now. Maybe we could talk about it again tomorrow mm-hmm. when we make the pick. The thing about win or go home sometimes can breed a lot of additional pressure too. And I True. think in some cases, depending on the team and the coach, it can be a net negative. Those win, you know, must win situations. So it, it's hard to call, but um, certainly feel like well, Belichick is going to have them ready. We should mention, you know, for, our, you know, legions of listeners here so it it appears that matt patricia is going to be out regardless as offensive coordinator because mm-hmm. he's been atrocious yeah. i've heard bill o'brien's going to come back or mm-hmm. somebody like that um so you know, just kind of for future reference i do think the patriots next year are going to be better yeah uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball it's a shame that because the defense as you mentioned has played pretty well down the stretch this offense just is future and it's a lot of it it's terrible play calling it really is yeah well for now let's step aside okay all right here we go bears lions uh the lions open as a six and a half point favorite at home it's six in the contest the total went from 51 to 52 uh it's a big number for the lions of course but i you know the bears have been 
abysmal. Now they they kind of put up a fight in the first half, and then the Bills rolled them. I just don't think they. I know that the offense, you know, the running offense and all that stuff for the Bears, but that defense is terrible. I I like the Lions here. Oh really? Okay. Wow, I was kind of siding to the Bears in this game. I think, <laughs> I think the number is way too much, and this Lions yeah. team, despite how well they've been playing, they have not been instilled as a favorite of this value all season. Very true. And so I think it's asking a lot for this team to cover a number like this, especially with the defense that's been playing a little bit better of late, but they're still ranked 31st against the run, and they got shredded last week by the Panthers to, like, historical proportions of, oh, yeah. of yardage allowed. So I have every expectation that the Bears are going to do the same thing to them this weekend. And I think that the Bears are a live dog in this game. Interesting. Interesting thought there, Action. Um, what about the theory, and this is just a betting theory, that when a team gets trounced one week, the next week they bounce back? That's a, that's now, a, now it, it, both teams would apply, actually. Sure. But, Fair counterpoint. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I agree with you. It's a big line for the Lions. I still make the game six and a half, though. I, I just, I mean, let's go back to when they played, you know, whatever it was, probably mm-hmm. two months ago now, maybe ten weeks ago. This was in their winning streak. So, yeah, I mean, the the Bears were were favored of the Lions. The Bears were favored in that game, right? Um, I think it was like a. Detroit, yeah, you're right. Detroit plus three in the previous game. So it is a huge move. I mean, nine point swing. Mm-hmm. The Bears have lost how many games in a row? Eight, nine games in a row. Um, and they've covered in a couple of games. Like they covered in the, they covered the Philly game. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I just, uh, yeah. You're probably on the right side there. I just I can't get it. I, I think the Bears' defense is so bad. I mean, the Lions are going to score so many points. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I to talk about the total. I think 52 now is it certainly looking to go over, and I think the first half is a good bet as well to go over. Mm-hmm. That's fair though. I mean, if you can't stomach the Bears, I do think it's the right side though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I know. Hey, we're disagreeing. That's good. Yeah, we're here. We may have to come back to this to figure out some stuff here. Sure. All right. So let's go Jags against Houston. Uh, Jags are, again, this game doesn't really mean anything to them this week. Uh, six and a half points were favored on the road down to four. Total went from 44 to 43 and a half. So, you know what I'm going to say here, probably. Maybe you don't. Houston owns them in this matchup. <laughs> Why? I don't know. And the game doesn't matter to the Jags, but is it too much of a move from six and a half to four? Uh, the Texans, obviously, they actually got a win last week, finally, against the Titans, but they've been playing pretty good the last three weeks. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I mean, there's something about this Houston Texans team that the Jaguars just can't figure out. And mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but uh, now going on the road to Houston after Houston beat them handily in Jacksonville in the first game, I don't know how you can look to any side but the, the Texans here, especially when you no, add in the motivation factor. Right. I will say that you know Peterson has said he's not sitting anybody because there was a speculation sure. that they'd sit half their team. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do that. And the Jags certainly are playing good football, so maybe some hesitation. But I think I think Houston at four and a half, four at home, is, seems like a pretty good number yep. for us. I concur. 
All right. Uh, Arizona going to the Falcons here. Falcons open as a three-point favorite. They're three-and-a-half in the contest with a 42-point from a 40 to a 42-point total. I don't know, man. I How can how can the Falcons be favored in any game? They stink. Mm-hmm. And, and the Cardinals suck, but they, they played salty last week. I mean, they, they hurt us in a cover here and there. I don't know who's starting. I know that it was Trace McSorley last week. Maybe it's Colt McCoy. I guess we should check that, but... I'd be on the dog here. I don't love the Falcons, but I don't love the, the Cardinals, but I don't think the Falcons should be laying three in the hook in any game. Yeah, I agree with you. I think either quarterback. I mean, McSorley played pretty good last week. Um, they should have beat the Buccaneers on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, him yes. or, or uh, Colt McCoy, I think either quarterback is going to certainly uh, make them a live dog in this game. I make it one and a half on a neutral, and pushing the spread up to three and a half is just far too big of a move. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, I think this is should be more like a one-point game, maybe. But even then, I do you trust the Falcons to play well? They won last. They, they won last week. They lost last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. But. Okay, Saints Eagles here. Um, Saints, you know. They technically are in the playoffs. I mean, in the in the hunt, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're technically in the hunt. They have to kind of win the division like Carolina and Tampa. But the Eagles, basically with the win, that kind of gives them the one seed effectively. So they're a seven-point favorite in the opener, but down to five-and-a-half in the contest from 44 to 42. Now, last week, did the Saints – did they start Dalton last week? Um, or was it – Jason Hill, or he got some reps at quarterback. I think they both played a little bit yeah. at, at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, ultimately Dalton started the game, but with the weather, there was not a lot of passing in that one. Yeah. Well, I don't know, dude. I, I even with Minshew, I'm assuming is starting mm-hmm. this game. Mm-hmm. You know, five and a half. It's a low total game, uh, but. I don't know. The Eagles are – they haven't played great on defense, I guess. But I, I can't I can't go with the Saints. I'd go with the Eagles here. Yeah, I think uh, you've already seen this number move back up to 6.5 in some spots in the market. And so mm-hmm. that gives me some indication where uh, money is flowing. And I think that despite the Saints' nice win last week in Cleveland, this still is an offense that's not very good. And I'm not sure that they're going to be able to move the ball much on the Eagles' defense. So, I mean, that – Coupled with the other side where uh, Minshew played well and the Saints pass defense is in the bottom third of the league as well. I think that uh, the Eagles are going to get a cover here. Yeah, me too. Are we good enough to go green or just yellow? Yeah, yeah let's go green on the Eagles. All right, let's go Eagles. You got it this week. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's a couple more in the 1 o'clock window. The Browns against the Commanders. Commanders uh, at home opened up as a one-point favorite. Now it's two and a half in the contest. The total hasn't moved from 40 and a half. So it's, you know, commanders have to win. You know, they got to win to get in the playoffs. Wentz is starting. These friggin' Browns, man. You can never figure out this goddamn team. I mean, at home in winter weather against a dome team and they can't win. I, you know, whatever. But I think it's just a little too big of a number for me for Washington. Like, I think these teams are pretty even on paper. I don't think Wentz is a major upgrade quarterback. So, I actually, I think there's value to Cleveland. I just don't know if I can back him. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I make this zero on a neutral. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, you're right. It's a little couple points too many here when you're talking about two and a half. And 
uh, it's probably better off passing. Yeah, happily to pass. You know, good luck to you, Mr. Wentz. You killed <laughs> you killed Action's playoff hopes last yeah. year. Please don't kill the Washington playoff hopes. There's a conspiracy theory that you know that basically the NFL doesn't want Daniel Steiner to be in the playoffs. Did you hear this? <laughs> no. This is the theory. Why they keep losing like that Giants game, but this is the game. Washington has to win it. They lose this game, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. It's mm-hmm. that simple. I mean, they technically can, but it's not looking great. So. Yeah. Okay, so last one o'clock game, the Panthers against the Bucks. Um, the uh, Bucks open as a four-point favorite at home, three points in the contest. The total went from forty to forty and a half. Look, it, it doesn't determine the the NFC South yet. But this is huge. If Carolina can win this game, they're going to have basically a, a game lead on, on on the Bucks. I mean, it would make if both teams win next week, then Carolina's in because they they've swept the series. So, but I don't know. There's a lot of people on the network, you know, Vison talking that the Bucks are just a better team and, and they're going to cover the number. I don't. Huh. I can't do it with them. I can't do it with them, dude. But what's your what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I the. It's clear to me that the Bucks' offense just can't score. I mean, what was part of our handicap last week, and mm-hmm. for 95% of that game, it held true oh. until some miraculous heroics again by Tom Brady and company to get another win. It's just right. incredible. And um, I, this Carolina team crushed them in the first game in Carolina. Mm-hmm. I think it was 20-3, to and I don't believe that Tampa Bay is all of a sudden just going to turn the corner and become this – team that everyone expected them to be preseason and so i think that there's value on carolina again plus three i really do i do too i i i that's why i was so surprised when i heard i've heard at least three people on decent you know give them the boxes their pick and i'm like what are you seeing because they they really shouldn't even be in this position they what are they what's their, their i think it's seven and eight Seven and eight. Yeah. They probably should be like four and uh, 11. I mean, they've lost the three games they've just pulled out of their ass. I mm-hmm. mean, it's unbelievable. So, okay, let's put a yellow on Carolina. I mean, I think it's, it should be a salty game. And uh, the thing about the first game is they didn't, they, that was with Baker. Yeah. Was right. even with Darnold. Darnold's been playing better. Yeah. And Dude, I mean, so. the, the, ATS cover, the Bucks are 3-11 and 11 on the season, and two of those covers came in the first two weeks of the season. So for anyone to think that all of a sudden they're just going to be this machine, it's just, right. I don't see it. I don't either. I don't either. All right, let's highlight the Panthers. Hey, you know, it's funny. Before the season started, when I do my all my preseason picks, I was like, you know, originally I had the, the Panthers in the playoffs. I don't know why I did that, but I kind of changed that and got them just to miss the playoffs. It's kind of crazy how they've come back. I mean, give Steve Wilkes a lot of credit. He's really kind of rallied the troops mm-hmm. to turn this team around. I, you know, that I mean, let's just face it. This is one of the worst divisions ever in football, but yeah, but still. Okay, the four o'clock window. We've got the 49ers going to the Raiders. Um, you've got they open as a six and a half point favorite. It's up to nine and a half now. Forty-three and a half point total down to forty-two. I guess. We're saying that Derek Carr's with three points to the number, maybe, um, with Stidham. And I, I don't disagree that there's a downgrade there. I think it's just a little bit of a big move. Um, but I, going in, I even without if, – if Derek Carr plays this game, 
do I trust the Raiders to cover the number? I, I don't know. I mean, the 49ers are playing great. Ten points is just a lot for me to do. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It does seem like a big number and a big move, but I just don't really know what to expect from Stidham. I mean, we saw him play a couple of games in New England, I think, um, and, and obviously like his preseason efforts, but um, I, I think I think it's probably just more of a stay away. I really I yeah. have a lean to the Niners side, but I'm not sure I want to lay that big number. Yeah, me too. Me too. Agreed. Let's go to the other couple more four o'clock ones. We got the Jets and Seahawks. Uh, the Jets are going to the Seahawks, going to Seattle. Uh, Seattle's land, well, open land too. I'm not sure when that came out. And now they're uh, they're getting one and a half at home. Total went from 44 to 42 and a half. I think the number's right. I, you know, I think it's maybe I had it closer to a pick, but I think the Jets are the better football team. Mike White. Is it an upgrade? I think we think it is. I think that when he's played, they've definitely been better on offense. And this Seattle team is trending the wrong way for me. So I, I haven't trusted Seattle in a while. We've been talking about the pod. One and a half seems like a good enough number. I mean, certainly would love a pick or one, but as long as it's not higher than, I mean, this, this seems like I'd take the Jets here. Okay. Hmm. I was kind of hoping that this number might trend closer to three and I was going to try to snag Seattle at three, but it doesn't yeah. appear it's going that way now. Um, no. I'm seeing like one mostly in the market. Yeah. One is where we're at kind of. It does. It does stand to reason though, that the way the Seattle offense has been playing lately, you have a hard time picturing them having much success against the vaunted Jets defense. And, right. um, and so I think that's really the handicap. You know, Mike White coming back is obviously going to be a positive for the Jets offense, too. So I could see some value here on the road team. And I just feel when you look at the way the AFC picture you know, plays out, again, maybe it's a pressure situation, like you said, in New England. But if let's just say New England takes out Miami this week mm-hmm. and the Jets win this game, then it's it's a winner get in next week in Miami. I mean, it's going to be a great friggin' football game. So this is the one the Jets can't, you know, they got to win this game. It's a tough game, you know, two road games to get in. Yeah. I just think the Jets are, I mean, the defense is really good. Um, and I just, Seattle's defense has been abysmal for the last six, seven weeks. I like it. All right. Uh, Rams chargers, the battle of LA again. Uh, the Chargers open as a six-point favorite. They're up to six and a half. We'll call it at home. <laughs> it's the same stadium. Uh, 41 point total up to 42 and a half. So I mean, the Chargers, man. I <laughs> I'm glad they're in the playoffs again. You know, we've been God. How many times have we picked them in the playoffs the last five years? And this is like yeah. the first time in a while. But uh, six and a half. Come on, dude. I mean, I love this team, but give me a break. They shouldn't be laying this kind of number ever. Um, and I, I don't know if, if that Rams performance last week is valid, but I just can't. It's six and a half is too much, too yeah. much for me. I agree. And I'm not really sure that I want to bet on the Rams repeating a performance like last week. So nope. I think this is more of a pass game. Just walk on down to the next game. Mm-hmm. Uh, last game of the 4 o'clock window, the exciting game to me is the Vikings against the Packers. Uh, Packers at home, it basically open as three and a half. It's staying at three and a half in the contest uh, as a favorite, and then 46 point total to 48. You know the hook is tough. Actually, I don't like the hook here. And technically, on paper, somehow 
Minnesota's still a better team. Uh, but I don't think there's no way I could back Minnesota. There's not a chance. Yeah. So it's rather whether we're going to go with Packers and the hook here. I probably would do it. I think they're going to win the game. I just don't love the hook, but I think this is, this is it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, man, relax, baby. He, he, he was ready the whole time here. <laughs> you think so? You think he was relaxed all the way through? I don't know. I, uh, I make it one on a neutral and, uh, which has me having a really hard time getting to three and a half. Yeah. To be honest, I, you know how I love to back up to line up against the Vikings. But uh, I think it's hard at three and a half in this game. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's outside of the one o'clock window, which is outside of Kirk's normal routine. And right. uh, you got to figure that the Packers offense is going to have a lot of success against this porous Minnesota defense. So I like right. a lot of points in this game, which is kind of contrary in a divisional game like this. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. We'll have to wait. Waffle on that three and a half, I think. Yeah, and it's okay. We can pass on it. I, I, you know, it's okay to pass. We got six potentials so far. I, I think I like one more in this one. We'll see. But um, let's highlight it. Can come back to it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Sunday night football. It's the Steelers against the Ravens. You got uh, Ravens open as a four-point favorite at home. Down to two and a half now. Totals really low, thirty-six to thirty-five. You know, it's as soon as they move from four to two and a half, I'm like, well, somebody knows what they're doing because these games are always three point games, no matter where they play, when they play, whatever season they play. So Baltimore on papers, you know, has been a better team for the season. But I I can't say that now. I think that the Steelers are playing better football than the Ravens. So I'd be on the Steelers here. The Steelers have a glimmer of hope for the playoffs and the Ravens have already clinched. So it's really just, you know, grudge factor, whatever. Tell me that the Ravens defense has played pretty well. I don't know. I, I, have, I haven't paid attention to the Ravens since Lamar Jackson, to be honest with you. Well, um, let me see here. Baltimore is now uh, eighth ranked on defense. So, mm-hmm. I mean, still, still pretty top, you know, top tier of the league. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, I think it's going to be Huntley again this week. And, yeah. um, they haven't really shown much explosiveness on offense with Huntley under center. And I think that uh, on the other side, the Steelers' defense has been playing pretty well in their own right, 12th ranked now defensively. So that's the handicap for me is the Steelers' defense going up against the Ravens' offense. And I agree with you. I think that there's a couple of points of value here. I actually make the Steelers half a point better on a neutral field given the Huntley starting quarterback. Uh, Um, So what's your value of Lamar Jackson then on your handicap? I mean, Jackson to Huntley, I think, is uh, three and a half, four points. Okay. The way the way Huntley's been playing this season, certainly. Yeah, I just want to, and I don't, I'm trying to think when, I think this is when, do you know, do we, do we know when Lamar got hurt? Let's just list the last four games for the, for the Ravens. They win 10 to 9 at home against the Broncos. They did beat the Steelers on the road 16 to 14. Mm-hmm. They lost. 13 to 3, and then 17 to 9 against the Falcons. I mean, to your point, they haven't scored a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, it's not that the Steelers have. The last game that they scored a lot of points was against the Jags. They lost 28 27. I'm guessing Lamar played in that game, but maybe not. Um, but anyway, yeah, let's highlight it. I think the Steelers are the side here. Mm-hmm. I also really like the under. It's a low total, 35 and a half, I bet. And uh, 
mean, you just rattled off the scores. Every single one of those games was under 35. So, right. Okay. Uh, probably, I mean, it's hard to pump this up. Maybe it won't deliver, but probably the biggest game of the year here uh, on Monday Night Football. Good thing. Finally, we got it right here. The Bills high in the, the Bengals in Cincinnati. Uh, Bills open as a two-point favorite on the road. It's one in the contest now. They're still favored. Total from 49 to 49 and a half. I was trying to see if this, these teams played last year, which they didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike the Chiefs and Bengals, you had like something to work with to see if there's any matchups or something. I mean, my take in this game, even though the Bills on paper, like you know, if I do the Wegs Index, they're like the third-ranked team. They're 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 still good. This is more season long. It's hard for me to go against the Bengals. I, I, I think the Bengals have to be the side. At yeah. home, getting a point, I mean, I don't – is it too obvious, or is that everybody going to be picking that? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not really sure where the contest consensus will go with this one, but I'm right there with you. I make it one on a neutral, and so any value of home field advantage for the Bengals gets you to the Bengals in this game. Yes. And uh, I think I'm also looking at recent form – the Buffalo offense has not performed up to their expectations the last month of this season, and it starts with Josh Allen. Um, right. So I, I think that there has to be value on the Bengals here in this game. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I don't think the Bills' defense has played that great. Mm-hmm. I mean, they put up, they gave up a ton of points against Miami, right? They had a bad first half against the Bears. Uh, Bengals' offense, you know, with Mixon back, they're balanced. They're playing very well. I don't know what happened in the second half against the Patriots. I'd have to go watch that again. I think uh, I'm pretty sure Burrow had a couple turnovers in that game in the Mm -hmm. second half because normally this team can move the ball against anybody. So the only thing I would say is that because the Bills have playmakers kind of like the Bengals do, it could be just who has the ball last kind of situation. So, you know, we'll highlight the Bengals, but I'm happy to also stay out of the Monday night window and just let everybody else, you know, I mean, I'm going to watch this game. It's a popcorn game. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Hey, Pops, let's watch the, watch the game on the old, uh, I hope he's got uh, cable. I'm not sure. I've heard he doesn't have Wi-Fi. (laughs) Wow. That's tough. (laughs) He doesn't listen to the podcast like your dad. I'm like, dad, podcast. I don't know how to listen to this. There's a phone. I don't have those apps. Okay. He uses emojis, though. Oh, that's good. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Let's go over the picks for this week. Uh, we, we like Denver uh, on the road uh, getting 12.5 against the Chiefs. We like Houston getting four points against the Jags at home. We like the Cardinals on the road getting 3.5 against the Falcons. We like the Eagles laying five, five and a half against the Saints at home. Uh, Carolina getting three on the road against the Bucks. We like the Jets uh, laying one and a half against Seattle uh, at Seattle. And then we like the Pack. Well, we're going to talk about the Pack mm-hmm. uh, laying three and a half against the Vikings at home. And we like the ste- we have the two dogs here in the primetime window. The Steelers getting three and a half, uh, two and a half at the Ravens. Um, on Sunday night football and then the Bengals getting one at home against the Bills on Monday night football. So a lot of dogs in that mix this time, actually. Yeah, I think this is the time of year to be looking to the dogs. So I don't hate that whatsoever. Yeah, me neither. So, all right, well, let's go to our contest here. We've, uh, we didn't have a great week. Uh, we went one, 
what, two and three. We, we was like two and one after Saturday. Let's do this action. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, <laughs> the consensus went two and three. We're like, suck it. We got you. Except we lost the two games on Sunday. So yeah. we didn't really move anywhere in the standings. We got went down a little bit. We're 837th now with 55% for the season. Still very solid. Top dog came down to 70%. We can't reach them, actually, mathematically. It's okay. Uh, but the top 100, we still have a shot. I mean, it's a bit of a long shot. We're five picks back now. But they're at 61.25%. I still think that 60% bogey is the is the cut line. We can maybe get there. We'll just have to have a good couple weeks here and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, we certainly need to strive for 10-0, and, 0, and uh, we can see what happens after that. Well, and and I think, you know, we, we mentioned the proxy debate. Uh, I guess we have to fire, you know, our other proxy, Cooper. He, <laughs> and we had went two and three. And the only time we, we go really well is when you put the picks in action. So maybe you can kind of fly, get a little closer tomorrow or just get on the, the border of Nevada or something. Or... Take a quick trip to Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, what are you up to? You're obviously skiing again this weekend yeah. here. Till Sunday, you said? Yeah, going skiing today and tomorrow and then flying home Sunday. Get ready for the nice holiday football extravaganza. Nice. How about you? Uh, You know, New Year's Eve at the Drake tomorrow night. Pretty exciting. I don't know what I'm going to do today. I I just got a text about playing volleyball today. We'll see if I can do that. I still have to to do some work at some point today. Uh, And then uh, fly out Monday to, you know, to to Denver. So haven't been out there like... 13 years action, I think wow. I can still get in that get in the state. So it'll be nice and do the project and we'll talk about taping next week because I don't know if I can do Thursday, but we'll, we'll figure okay. that out. That sounds good. Nice. Enjoy your yeah. trip. I will. I will. All right. Well, follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter and, and the podcast at Side Action Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Wegspool on Twitter and, and on Instagram. And follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. All right. Happy New Year, everybody, and enjoy the weekend. That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action. podcast its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made as the side action podcast its owners hosts associates or guests will not guarantee any advice given the opinions and advice given on the side action podcast is for entertainment purposes only Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Intro and outro and transition music credits. Song titles, Jerry 5 and District 4 by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.org. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0. CreativeCommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0.